Hey everyone, just a warning that this episode briefly shares a story involving abuse and violence, and so if you're sensitive to that content, you may want to skip over the 18-minute to 19-minute mark. Here's the show. From minimum wage to six-figure incomes, high school diplomas to PhDs, this podcast is about the workers who make up our nation's economy. I'm Allie, and this is Employed. Those are the things that impacted me because I saw that but of course, you know, people don't see that. We cannot show that. If something about, you know, this pandemic is, is, is teaching me is that mental health is crucial. Thank you, Yasmin, for coming onto the podcast today and sharing with everyone a little bit about what you do. Can you introduce yourself? Of course. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Um, my name is Yasmin Beltran, and I'm a news producer for a news station in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm so excited to hear a little bit more about what this job entails. But first, what led you to become a news producer? You know, I started as a reporter for a newspaper and I, you know, I always thought I was going to be a reporter. I fell in love with the career. Journalism is something that I really loved. I'm very passionate about. And started as a reporter, you go interview, do so many stories you know, learn so many things. It's not just one thing. It's just, you know, you you get the chance to really kind of like look into your community, see what the problems are. And, and I just fell in love with that. After that, I got a chance to go into the private, you know, a company work communications, but I always had that in my mind and in my heart, what would it be like, you know, to be in TV? I always thought TV news was different and it was pretty much more, a little bit more complex because everything is so fast-paced. So I decided to do an internship in Univision. In my head, I thought I was gonna go for the reporter job, but then I fell in love with news producing when I, when I started training, when I started seeing what the producer role was. I guess that's what really caught my attention and I decided to just, just go with that. Thank you for sharing that story and a little bit about your exposure to those elements. What kind of education and training is required for this position? Journalism is the career, you know, for everybody that is thinking about going into any type of news, you have to have a degree in journalism and then journalism can take you into different categories. You can go either, you know, to media where you work for a newspaper, a magazine, a TV station, or you can go into public relations. So public relations, the path is into, you can go private sector, public sector. If you see, you know, the public religious, religions agencies deal with different, you know, different organizations, different accounts. So it's more about advertising and how to sell, you know, the company. So public relations agencies get in touch with us, with the, you know, with the media, with the TV stations, with the newspapers to get that, their message out there. It's, it's really neat, honestly, both. But I think if you are really into more going into learning more about your community, getting those, you know, stories out there, uh, being the voice of the people that don't have a voice, I guess if you are really passionate about that, then journalism and going into media should be your choice. Right. So you're tailoring it specific to the audience that's watching. Correct. And what kind of salary can someone typically expect to make in this field? Obviously, this is widely going to range uh, on the 
area you're located in in the country and who you work for, but what can someone typically expect? It definitely, like you said, depends a lot on the market, uh, depends a lot of your experience. I can tell you from experience here in Las Vegas, Spanish, if you go, let's say we have Hispanic students that are like, oh, you know what, I want to try the, you know, the Spanish side, I want to go into Spanish news. It's a different salary when you go into an English uh, market uh, for a news producer can range from either 50 to 60,000. But if you go into a smaller market, then that amount, of course, changes. If you want to be a reporter, the salary is different. If you want to be a news anchor, of course, the salary is different. So I guess it really depends on the market and the type of position that you have. So your salary is going to change. And one of the big questions on my mind is the hours of a position like this, because obviously news never stops. And our original interview was rescheduled due to the inauguration. And so are you on call all the time? I mean, how does that work? (laughs) I honestly love that question because that is something that, you know, I was not aware when I started. I mean, when I was a reporter, I knew uh, it was long hours for sure. But when you are in news and when it's a when it's a news station that has many newscasts th- throughout the week and also the weekend, then you have to be very flexible. You know, in news, you have the, the morning shows that start at 4 a.m. and it goes to 4 to 7 a.m. So you have three different producers that start at midnight. So those like the graveyard shift, the midnight shift from 12 a.m. to 8 a.m. Then you have your newscast at noon. That's another shift. And you have your 5, 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. So you have your morning shift from, I don't know, 8.30 a.m. to 5.30. And then the 11 p.m. newscast producer comes in at 2.30. And then it goes at 11.30. And your weekend. So it really is. and And that's why I tell everybody, if you really are passionate about this career you have to be flexible with that you have to work holidays you have to work christmas you know thanksgiving so you have to be aware that the nine to five monday through friday is gone and that was a big change for me when i was working in the private sector for a company doing communications it was easy because i had a nine to five i had my holidays off my weekends off but that Once I jumped into TV, that was gone. But it is worth it. I can tell you that. It is really an amazing, fascinating experience. For example, in election day, to be be there, to be on the lookout for the results, to be able to go on air, to break in, to, you know, to let viewers know with the pandemic now, to be able to, you know, do the interviews with these specialists, with doctors, with health public officials, even into when we had, you know, the protests in May, last May, it is, it is fascinating, to be honest. It's almost like journalists, reporters are there when history is happening. It balances that out. That is an incredible reward. You know, you're getting to be up close and center to these events that are making history. So that's amazing. Thank you for that perspective. And do you feel like your hours allow for a proper work-life balance? Um, I guess, and this is a really great question again, Ali. For example, I'm a mom and I have two children. It is possible to find a balance for sure. 
and I have to say, you need to have a good support. I know some people don't have that, for example, and I'm talking in general, you know, moms, single parents, having a good support, it's crucial for, I guess, for any career, but especially for this one, for journalism, it's, it's really, really important. One of my bosses and a mentor a few years back told me, and this got stuck in my head. She said, you need to have a support, even if it's not your family, you need to have like a right hand and have someone that when things come, for example, an emergency that you need to pretty much get out of your house and go to the station, get out of your house and go to the uh, newsroom. You need to have someone that is there by your side so you can have at least that, you know, that peace of mind when you go to work, if you have children or if you don't have children, that person or support that that is there when you need it. And that brings you, I guess, control, like a feeling that you have control over your life and that and that that can keep you going, especially in, in this career. Yeah. So you need to have that consistent support and right hand man of that person who can step in when you need to take off uh, at any moment's notice. So thank you for sharing that. And so can you walk us through an average day at your job? Well, it really starts, you know, in the morning when you wake up, the first thing I do is I open all my apps when it comes to the news, New York Times, Washington Post, the AP News. I check all my local stations to see what they're covering. So pretty much starts in the moment I wake up, because by the time you go into the editorial meeting, you need to be prepared. You need to know what happened through the night, you know, what's trending in the morning, and you have to come up with ideas. Everybody in the editorial meeting, no matter the position, reporter, news director, uh, promotions team, every single person needs to pitch in something. So we have to keep that in always in mind. So once the ideas are out there, we say, okay, this is what we wanna cover through the day. This is newsworthy. So we assign reporters to their stories. So they go on their way, start working on the stories, and then producers have to, you know, put everything together. So we put the newscast, we have the stories. Now it's time to see, okay, how do we want to show that? How do we want to broadcast that? So we go into graphics, we go into positions for anchors, then we go into, okay, what else is out there? Locally, state level, at national, even in the world, what's happening out there. So that's pretty much how the day goes, writing headlines, getting in touch with reporters, how they're doing, if I need to help them with an interview, if I have a story that, you know, it's only Spanish speaking source, then I jump in, I do the interview, I translate and I give it to my reporter. So you pretty much do a bunch of roles during the day. You have to be able to help everybody out. And once, you know, you have everything ready, everything is done, everything is written, everything is assigned, then the product goes on air. It's that, you know, that adrenaline when you're, in the control room, directing also, you know, talking to your anchors live when things go wrong, when things go wrong on air, people don't really know what's happening behind the scenes, you know, the stress, everything. But at the end of the day, when you look at your newscast, when you see how it went, it's, it's a great experience, I can tell you that. Even if it went bad, it's also a great learning experience. The good thing about this is that every day is different. That sounds like such an exciting piece of this job is, you know, not knowing what 
what news event is going to happen every day and then having to come up with a creative piece to present that story. And so I know we talked a little bit about different characteristics that are good for this type of position. How important do you think creativity is for a job like this? It's very important. Your mind has to be ready to, you know, to come up with ideas. Even if you see something that is national, right? Let's say, for example, the vaccines, the COVID vaccines, you see that there's national stories or a national story that is talking about vaccines and people fearing that vaccine is going to do more harm than good. Then you have to think, okay, how can I make this a local story? I mean, I use social media. I go into Facebook. I go into Twitter. I talk to my neighbors. I talk to my family. I talk to my friends and I ask questions. And then I find out there's a neighbor that is fearing that the vaccine is going to do more harm than good. And then I go into, okay, let me see if I can find a specialist, a doctor, local doctor that can talk to me about that. So you start, you know, putting things like that. Then I, I go into my newsroom and I say, hey, look, we can probably do this story. Maybe there's people out there, more viewers that are fearing that this vaccine is going to do harm. Let's talk to an expert. So things like that, you have to think outside the box all the time. You probably think, okay, there are no stories. Like, how can I come up with something? You have no idea now that we have social media, how powerful that is. When you read posts, when you go into people's and, and see what they're thinking, that is a great source too, to find, you know, things that maybe you wouldn't know. Uh, especially now that you don't have that much contact outside. So I guess that it really pushed our creativity, you know, to be on the lookout for things, to be on the lookout for, for those, you know, things that are, people are talking about that matter to people. Definitely, you have, to, you have to be always pushing your mind to think outside the box. You know, I really appreciate you sharing the experience of getting to go out into your community and knocking on doors and talking to locals about something that's even a national topic. I feel like that would be such a positive aspect to this job in that you get to be so involved and immersed in your own backyard and community. And so what's a really good day that stands out to you or what does a good day look like in this job? Um, every day we go on air. It's, it's, it's kind of like a testament for me. This is, you know, this is the right career. We recently were through this challenge of you know, dealing with with a lot of people out there who who were, you know, attacking reporters, attacking, you know, the media openly. It, it really leaves you thinking what we do matter and what reporters do matter. And no matter if it's TV, no matter if it's the newspaper, when people are looking at you and when people are, you know, receiving the news and when people are trusting you, when we get those phone calls from viewers desperate. Some people are crying on the phone because they don't know how to get the resources they need. They don't know where to go. When we're able to keep that out, when we're able to help, when we're able to, you know, talk to the people and expose what what is happening with them, it really tells me this is the right place and this is the right career and this is the right path where I really want it to be. That has to feel so empowering to have a position like this where you have so many opportunities to spread awareness on whatever has come your way. And I'm sure it's a really common feeling for a lot of people who work in this field to feel like they've really made an impact on their community. Absolutely. 
And so what is a bad day for you or what are challenges that you frequently face? Bad days is when you have to deliver news that are heartbreaking. Um, and, and I mean, it's part of the job, but it really, it really takes a toll on everybody, on reporters and, you know, that are presenting the story themselves, but also on the people behind the cameras like me that we have to, you know, you read those reports, you read everything, you read details and you read things that don't go on air. I guess those are the difficult days. Those are the challenging days because it drains, it really, they can drain you. They can make you feel very, very down. And you have to have a strong stomach to read some of those things or even, you know, to present on air some of those things. You, you have to be very sensitive. You have to be very aware that you have the viewers. There are some viewers that are not going to take the news, you know, lightly. So that th those are the little challenges that you have to be always, you know, on the lookout for. Am I going to say the right thing? How do I say this? So I guess, honestly, can tell you with my heart that presenting stories that are hard, that, that can be draining, that can be difficult, and that can definitely be challenging. You know, you bring up an excellent point in that this job may be so often portrayed as glamorous, right? And you get to present yourself in the best way, but you really can't ignore the fact that you guys are the ones that are right there on the scene. Um, let's take the concert shooting in Vegas, a pretty recent event, and those of you who had to be on the scene and see the aftermath of all of that and the secondary trauma you must experience of talking to survivors or witnesses and then the trauma you yourselves must experience in seeing you know the scene that has to be pretty difficult and I don't yeah. think that that's something that a lot of people think about you know I, I know I haven't so how do you protect yourself from that and how do you take care of yourself it is difficult and I had a boss who once told me we should have something, you know, some, top, some type of resource for us, for, for the people that are presenting, you know, the stories that are talking to police or talking to investigators about these gruesome things because they do have an impact. I'm just going to put a quick example. I had a reporter go out on the field for a story. It was an officer-involved shooting. And it was heartbreaking because the story was pretty much a child was trying to defend himself from their mom, from his mom. His mom was trying to kill him. The officer had a camera and we saw everything. I mean, it was heartbreaking to see that child opening the door, covered in blood, and the mom pretty much erratic. And then you see the scene of the police officer, you know, having to use the weapon because she was going after them and then you see on the video that the child saw everything so those are the things that really really impact you know my team those are the things that impacted me because I saw that but of course you know people don't see that we cannot show that if something about you know this pandemic is is, is teaching me is that mental health is crucial and I'm so happy that a lot of people are speaking about it and they're talking about it. There are certain careers and, you know, I have so much respect for police. I have so much respect for first responders. There are also some other careers that go through similar things, through similar traumas that we don't even know about. 
And I can tell you that, you know, being in the media, it's one of those careers that you see so many things and that you talk to so many people and that you get your mind so into, you know, into this things that it's your job, you have to do it, but there has to be more. Fortunately, I'm in a company that is aware of that. So in our company, we have a program. It's completely anonymous. So for example, if I feel very stressed out or if I feel like I'm really, you know, depressed or if I feel like I'm struggling with something, I can call this number. I can reach out and there's going to be somebody there. Reporters and people in the media, we have to recharge batteries. Definitely mental health is it's, it's crucial in this career. That's so encouraging to know that you work for an organization that respects and prioritizes that. And I'm hoping that there can be some more light shed on what you all experience in this career that viewers may not often see and that more support can be offered to those in this position. What's maybe a weird or abnormal day or event you've experienced? I'm sure you see a lot. You know, it's always fun when I have my reporters on air and they're on camera and you always have that person in the back. We had a couple of issues. I'm on air. My reporter is talking. He's very into his story. And suddenly we had this guy harassing him. I mean, live and doing this thing. So you have to be like prepared to cut, you know, get off the air. And, and that's the beauty of it, that you never know what the day is going to be like. And you go and do a story and your reporter is out there and something fun happens. So, so it, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a good experience. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. This job sounds so exciting in that you honestly don't know what to expect each day. So what's the end goal for someone in this position? Are there different promotions that you're trying to work up towards? Absolutely. Uh, for example... Let's start with uh, reporters. I know a lot of reporters they want to go into the anchor right position, so they want to anchor a newscast. For us, for news producers, I guess it's behind the camera, so it's always that. I'm a news producer, so my my dream would be getting into the executive position, so executive producer, maybe reaching to assistant news director. And then getting up there, news director one day, and even VP of news. So it really, it really depends. I can tell you that I've seen in the station reporters that are doing great and they spend years in the newsroom, but then they're like, hmm, I want to do something different. So they use that experience, all those resources, all those contacts, and go into the public sector. They go into communications for the city communications for the, you know, for the government, uh, they go into a private company and they become communications directors. So that's why journalism is so broad. I mean, you can start on TV and then end up in the public sector or the, or the private sector doing communications. And you can also do it backwards. You can start in a career where you're doing PR, public relations for a company. And there you're like, okay, I want to do want to do something else. I want to jump into media. So it really varies for me. I mean, I fell in love with this, with this thing. I fell in love. I tried, you know, I, I've been a reporter. I've been in the communications department and I can tell you, I love what I do. I mean, my dream is really to reach out, you know, reach up and then get into a, an executive position, maybe one day manage a newsroom, 
And, and if it's not that, and if another door's open and into a different sector that it's, you know, it's fulfilling, then I would, I would do that. But I guess it really depends on the person. It really depends on what they want to do and how they want to, you know, how they want to take this career. Yeah, thank you. It sounds like there is so much opportunity in this field to move around and move into a position that really caters more towards your lifestyle. Correct. And so do you have any advice for anyone who might be interested in pursuing a career in this field? I do. Don't get discouraged. It's a whatever your dream is and if it's communications and if you want to, you know, be a reporter or if you want to be into a different role in the news, don't get discouraged. Be humble and be willing to to start with internships. Internships are a key to start in, in this career. Some people comes with the mentality that I finished school, now I'm, you know, I'm just going to land in, into this job. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. So I had to work for free, and I can tell you that during my internships, but if it wasn't for those internships, like I wouldn't be where I'm at. People see you, people see what you do. So, you know, having that motivation that you're going to get there. And if you really want this job and if you really want this career, you will get there. For me was, you know, working the extra hours, working on those days that, you know, nobody wanted to work, uh, volunteering to take that extra shift. They needed me on my days off. I could have said no, but I said yes. So those things are, you know, the bosses, the people up there, they see that dedication. And when an opportunity opens, they think of that person who was there, you know, who was doing more than others. So so that would be my advice. Take advantage of the internships. Those are really good, really good chances to connect with the people that make those decisions. A big thank you to Yasmin for donating her time to the show. Follow us on Instagram at Employed Podcast and visit our website, employedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.